Bible Church. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a blessing to share this time with you. Brent Bullard, our lead pastor, is uh, away at Refuge Camp. What's the name of that camp? Mysterious people have who I haven't introduced yet. Student Sorry. Life Camp. Student Life Camp. That's it. Uh, and so I have the special honor of having a special guest co-host, Cynthia Knowles. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Stephen. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, we get to share this time with Andy and Holly Chapman. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what we what we do this on this podcast, we just take time with church members and uh, we we allow them to, to share their story a little bit. And that's a, been a huge blessing to our church. Um, and to me personally, I was just saying uh, to them beforehand that it's such a, a cool opportunity to get to hear stories every single week of the Lord's faithfulness. And so uh, to that end, uh, I'd love to, Andy, just kind of start with you. If you would maybe just share a little bit of your life, how you uh, maybe your, your, uh, how you grew up and how you came to know Christ. And then uh, Holly will ask you the same here in just a second. Uh, perfect. Uh, I grew up in Louisiana. Ruston area in a really small town, probably like the size of uh, maybe Chirino or Woden or any other kind of county towns. Uh, and my dad was a pastor of a small church there. And so I lived at the church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, we lived right across the street from it. And so we were always over there. And so, yeah, I got uh, exposed to it uh, at an early age and saw it through my uh, parents, you know, the way they lived. And uh, my dad is a pastor talking about it all the time. So um, I accepted Christ at a young age, probably seven or eight years old. And um, um, I guess as you when you accept Christ at an early age, which I think a lot of us do in our area, like Southern, uh, Southern United States, mm-hmm. uh, you, I guess you understand obviously, but you're not like, uh, saved from this, uh, other life on the other end of the spectrum that you have come from. And so as you grow up and figure out how to do life, you're also growing in your faith and, uh, and so there's times of uh, really, I guess, uh, where you're like really faithfully committed, and then there's times when you kind of waver. And so there's kind of been like a undulating kind of great word. <laughs> Thank you. I've got a thesaurus in front of me, <laughs> but luckily nobody can see that. But if you hear pages rustling quickly, I'm looking up for a smart word. So. <laughs> uh, and so, um, yeah, but then later as, as an adult, you kind of think, you know, what do I really believe? And uh, if I do believe this, it should change the way I think and live and act. And you kind of get tired of doing the Sunday morning thing and, and then live life like you want to. And so you kind of have to come to the decision, well, if, I'm, if I profess to be a believer, then I have to act like it. And so um, later after our marriage, I guess I kind of started to think about that and, uh, and try, to, try to live that out. Uh, we've been at Grace since 2000 and, 
10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came here because I had to because <laughs> Holly's family all goes here. Uh, Rick Hurst was a elder at the time. And so uh, there was like this fake conversation of, you can go wherever you want. <laughs> it wasn't fake on his side. He was, he was earnestly he saying, hey, look, you don't have to go to Grace. But I knew in the heart of hearts that he he would he, he I had to go to Grace. He wanted you to be yeah. here, but yeah. so uh, you know, uh, with my Baptist roots, I really <laughs> wanted to check out uh, the Baptist churches, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I was forced here, and I've been here ever since. <laughs> no, I I uh, love Grace, and uh, it's been a great church, and. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't go anywhere else. And it, especially because uh, the people, you yeah. know, there's like a, a core group of people, people that have been here uh, since I've been here. And it's been really great just to do life with them. Um, so it's great. So that kind of is a, a nice little segue to, to Holly, your story. So where did you grow up and how did you come to know Christ and how did you end up at Grace? Um, I grew up here. And grew up coming to Grace. And I, similar to Andy, I, I had such an awesome family. And I knew the gospel really early. Um, I was probably around the same age he was, like six or something. And got baptized here in the chapel when there was a baptismal in the chapel. <laughs> um, and But again, same as Andy, I just I didn't really understand submission to Christ. I understood saving me from my sins, but not he is my king and I submit to him mm-hmm. um, and delight in doing that. And so I didn't live that out for a long time. Like Andy said, it was into our marriage for both of us. Um, and I had just come to a point of really destroying our life because we were married. It affected him to mm-hmm. making some really bad decisions and, um, living for myself and had this conversation with my sister, just had a lot of shame around the things that I had done and what that meant for us. And, um, she just walked me back through the gospel and Mm. reminded me that, um, I was forgiven and loved and that there is no condemnation left for me. And it was actually the story of the prodigal son. Mm. And so going back and reading that, it was like, I just got it in a way that I hadn't gotten it before. Um, that the Lord loved me and that he wanted good for me. I remember that being like this light bulb moment of what he says is not (coughs) overbearing. It's good. His ways are good. The way he tells us to live is good and right for us. And so we can joyfully submit to that and then find this freedom in not living for ourselves, which I think was the lie I believed for so long was that freedom was getting to do what I wanted to do or what I thought was good. So, yeah. Submitted to the Lord um, fully, and, and I mean fully, huh? daily, Perfectly. every second. Yeah, doing that, I have to do that every second. But um, had those realizations in 2011, I think, and we had already been coming to Grace for a little bit at that time. We'd moved back from Houston, and um, we're going here again. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's been what it is for all of us. I think after that point where we're we're learning to lay ourselves down all the time and ask him for help in delighting what he's in what he says. Um, so yeah, then I uh, we were already here, like we said, 2010, I think, 
and then have been coming here since then. And then I got on staff in 2017. Great. How did you guys meet? And how did y'all Do you want to tell get married? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we met in a uh, creative writing class. At A&M. At, at A&M. And um, she, <laughs> she <laughs> dropped her pencil and I picked it up. And she said, I'm sorry. And I said, why? And that was our first conversation. And, she, <laughs> and after our I only said, conversation why? for months, I think. Right. But I had my eye on him before that. I had already seen him and I was like, oh, oh. that guy had cleats oh, on his backpack. Class? Before that class? Or before that one that little conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And Facebook had just come out. And so I was able to look him up on Facebook. Yeah. Um, By that you mean stalk him. Yeah. Stalk yeah, him. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I went to uh, a camp with a mutual friend. And then uh, that mutual friend was like, hey, my friend likes you. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and then um, uh, and then I looked her up on Facebook, obviously. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember. I remember her. Remember the, the, pen, pencil. The, the pencil. The pencil dropper. Yeah, the pencil. It's like, great girl, really clumsy fingers. <laughs> and very apologetic. Right, yeah. Unnecessarily apologetic, you know. That's awesome. Uh, and then we had another class together. And I, it was like an auditorium class. It was first, first day. And like, once you pick those seats, uh, you were there for the semester. So I'm walking up the uh, auditorium and like kind of scanning for some open seats. And then I think I see Holly like push her sister Mary like out of the way <laughs> to give me a room to sit. And uh, so I sat there and uh, the rest is history. I did give him my sister's seat. I was supposed to be saving a seat for Mary. And then she came in and I had given it to him. And I was like, I mean, it is what it is at this point. I think she had to sit behind me or maybe on Andy's other side for the whole semester. Yeah. But I think I made the right choice. <laughs> and now you share seats together all the time. Yeah. Um, Holly, you mentioned being on, on staff. You think you can give us maybe a little bit of an insight of um, what it's like to serve and work at a church with people that you grew up with? What has that kind of, good question. What's that kind of been like? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I think it's been good. I, there is this sort of blurred line between, is this work or is this because I'm a church member here and I want to see this go well and I want to do things for the benefit of these people that I love and that I've known for so long. Um, but it's also fun that there are a lot of people that I don't know Hmm. and I enjoy that. Like, I, I don't know. I enjoy meeting the new people and, being excited that they're a part of this too and that they're just as much my family as Cynthia who mentored me as a seventh grader, you know? I got a question. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Out of Brent, Cynthia who does connections and you who are in the front desk, who knows more people? Brent. Absolutely Brent. Yeah. I figured it was going to be Brent, but yeah. Yeah. We can't meet somebody that he hasn't already met. Wouldn't you say? And yeah, maybe uh, yeah. even had to dinner. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you ever? Definitely. Have you ever said, "Hey, this uh, new person uh, that came and I met him." Has there ever been like, "Oh, Who's I don't that? know who they are." No. Or he's like, "Yeah, so. I've already had dinner with them." Yeah. And- yeah, I'm texting him right now. That's what he'll say. <laughs> oh yeah, I know them. It's usually it's definitely usually the trend that he will know people before everyone else. I think there's only been once that I that I told him about somebody that he wasn't sure of, and it was like 
why didn't I know them already? Yeah. Like it was like yeah. it was clear that it yeah. was like What's he, he wants to know. I don't know ashamed as much as he's just like I gotta try harder. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good I, question. Andy. I really do think like for as much as I view these people as family from being here so long, so do y'all. I don't yeah. think that just because I've got whatever thirty more years under my belt here, you guys don't feel the same way about the people that you're working totally. with and serving with. Yeah. For sure. You have a question? No. Okay. Uh, well, I yes. do. Okay. Um, okay. So one thing that's just been really obvious to me is, especially working with Holly and seeing your life every day, is how busy you both are. And Andy working out of town um, most of the days of the week. And I know um, it came up to lead a small group at some time. And I, you know, was trying to make that decision for y'all just based on knowing how busy you were. Um, how did you all make that decision? Because I know you ended up co-leading with the Wallies. How did you make that decision? I first asked, is there anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kept asking it until the answer was no, there's nobody else. No. And so I think that is that not true? No, I was the one giving pushback like, I just don't know. How are we going to do this? You especially. How would this work with your job? You were the one saying, if they need somebody, we need to do it. Well, Andy, can you, since maybe not everyone knows, what do you do? Um, and oh, what's your schedule like demands? Yeah, so I'm a firefighter, paramedic in Longview. So I'm on for 24 hours and I'm off for 48. So work one full day and then I'm home for two. And so it's hard to... Um, have a scheduled meet time with small group because I'm gone every third Wednesday. So um, I think the first semester when the Wallies were not involved, I just try to take off as many Wednesdays as I could. Uh, and then once the Wallies came on board, uh, uh, we were able to work with our schedule. So that way, if I'm not there, the Roman's there. Or I think even sometimes, like even Holly and uh, Amy had to do it because we were both uh, gone. And then, uh, everybody sells the best one yet. So <laughs> no, there was a time when only <laughs> women showed up and Roman and we were like, Oh, you can leave Roman. Uh, <laughs> okay. so he came to the office You're released. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, so what was kind of the, to, to follow up on, on her question was kind of the, the, the kicker that, Oh, well you, the, you kind of, you know, like, uh, the Lord presents you opportunities and you like squirm to try to get out of them. <laughs> and you eventually realize, hey, this is a chance to step forward in obedience when you might not feel equipped or you're like scared that you're going to say something dumb or, you know, uh, people are going to think you're not worthy of being a small group leader or whatever. <laughs> and so all those fears come in your mind. And you just got to be like, okay, uh, how many instances in the Bible have there been where the Lord uses uh, somebody who is ill-equipped uh, because it's not about them, it's about the Lord. And so you just have to come to that uh, realization that uh, you are a church member. Uh, I think you have some sort of uh, responsibility to serve in the church. Um, and... Uh, and when you're called to do something or you see a need, instead of trying to think of every reason why you can't do it, mm. uh, sometimes you just got to jump in and do it and uh, and see what the Lord does with it. So, 
Are you glad that you did? Are you all glad you said yes? Yes. Yeah. It seems Andy's like your small group is thriving. <laughs> so I just. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I've grown personally. There's an aspect of accountability because you can't show up without doing any work. <laughs> okay. So there's some of that uh, when you when you try to weasel out of quiet time and then you're like have this extra accountability. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, the relationships that you build um, is has been really good. So, mm -hmm. and it's not a big deal. Like I, I just, uh, ours is more of a conversation. I, I Nobody really teaches. Well, Roman does because he's, because uh, he's a natural, he can't help it. He's such a natural teacher that. <laughs> and uh, like every question, we all turn and look at Roman. Like, go, you're on. Right, Dude. and that's one of the reasons, one of the ways that we can grow as a small group is not to rely on Roman so much. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's such a natural teacher, and yeah. uh, everybody when he talks wants to listen to him. So it just naturally comes up to where he um, shares wisdom. But I think even he tries to get. Uh, other people to uh, think things through, uh, yeah, and yeah. participate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I took the pressure off myself with I don't have to teach, I just have to ask questions, and a lot of them are guided studies anyway. So, mm -hmm. um, but we've had a lot of great conversations because of small group, and mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and getting to know the families in your small group and praying for them and do life doing life with them and. Um, it's um, it, it's really great. I love that. So one of the things that we try to encourage uh, is discipleship by you know mixing together with different people or particularly you know younger men with older men and younger women with young uh, younger. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and so you know, Holly, you mentioned a little bit earlier about how Cynthia has kind of mentored you in, in some specific ways. And so um, I'd actually like Cynthia, I know this is kind of weird, we're interviewing the Chapmans, but now, I mean, Andy asked questions of, of us, so uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it around here too. Yeah. Um, Cynthia, what has that kind of meant to you? And now you're, you're working alongside Holly in this, in this way. Um, what has, what was that relationship like, you know, or I guess it's obviously ongoing, but um, how did that begin that, that maybe you started mentoring her and how have you seen her grow and what has it been like working alongside her in the office? Yeah, that's, that's a big question. Um, it's been my joy, um, to watch Holly through the years. Uh, certainly they were in seventh grade when we started. So there's been a lot of growth, a <laughs> lot of change. Um, our relationship has gone through a lot of different changes and growing stages. Um, we've, we've switched from that mentor state into definitely a friendship and, or I mentor you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I can honestly say she's one of my best friends. Yeah. Um, just the things that we get to share on a daily basis and the way that she loves the Lord and serves him and the way that she's grown. It truly is. It's one of my greatest joys. Mm. So, so Holly, kind of you experiencing that, that kind of relationship, um, how would you encourage maybe another seventh grade girl, you know, is that what you said? Seventh grade, seventh grade, you know, another seventh grade girl. Um, how would you encourage her to, 
to find that kind of a relationship? You know, what what blessings and benefits did you receive from that that you would encourage someone to go and get for themselves? Oh yeah, I think I think Cynthia became this kind of safe place, like another home outside of my home. Not that I didn't have that with my mom. I think even in my craziness, I always had a great relationship with her, but just to have another figure like that in your life, who wouldn't want that? Mm -hmm. I remember being over there at times that were just sad and hard and I would hop on over to Cynthia's house and she would be there. And looking back on that as a mom, I'm like, how did she do that? She had kids of her own that were younger than me. And I never felt like she didn't have space for me or time for me to come over and sit on her couch and talk about what I was going through. And seventh grade girl who's potentially listening, it's be, <laughs> become this years long thing where even in college, she would come visit us at college. It wasn't just me. There were a couple of us, probably five of us that met with her and she drove to A&M and we would hang out with her. Well, I mean, there was a Mr. Gaddy's there. Yeah, so yeah. of course I drove there. <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> for the games, not the pizza. Right. Um, a what? What am I missing out on? Mr. Gaddy's pizza? I don't know what this is. Oh, wow. It's a it's buffet. It's a bad pizza. That's why they went out of business. <laughs> oh, perfect. Cool. It's pizza buffet. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Like CC's? Better. No, better. But better. Okay, got it. Sorry, sidetracked. Yeah. Is well, CC yeah, still it. open? I don't know. I think it's under new ownership now. Mm. My four-year-old asks to go there every week, probably, when we drive by it. He's like, hmm, I sure would like to go to CC's. Mm. Well. Sorry, back to what we're talking about. Pizza is easily distracting for me. Easily sidetracked by pizza. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I would say. It's a a safe place outside of your home um, to have somebody else that loves you and cares about what's going on in your life. Why would you not want that? And then just the years of friendship that it's been. That's cool. Um, Well, this past week we... um, we went through our, uh, we wrapped up an, another membership workshop, membership class workshop. I don't know what we call it, but uh, it's, it was really exciting to kind of see the list of, of people that was. Uh, are coming. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, we've seen lots of new faces around here lately. And um, if you happen to be a, a new a newcomer who's listening to this, um, and maybe we haven't connected with you yet, we would love to. Um We'd love to to get to know you and and to be family to you. You know, part of what we're talking about here in this room that the I hope you hear a a strong sense of of community, and I think that that is a, a real strong point of our church. And um, we don't we don't want you to you, if you've visited and you may have heard me say before, we don't want you to be anonymous. You know, we want to know you, um, and that's not like a creepy thing. That's really just um, we want to care for you and. Um, we don't want you to slip through the cracks and us not know you. And so um, thank you all for, for being a, a part of uh, you. I'm looking at the folks in the room now. A great example of what um, true community looks like. And um, I've seen all of you, you know, bear burdens for other people who are not in this room and care for them and, um, and then also do the same for each other. And so it's beautiful and I, I like it. Um, we're going to continue going through the, the book of Exodus um, this Sunday. We're entering into July, which is um, mind-boggling to me. But um, you know, every single week is an opportunity to gather with our family, our church family, um, to love each other well, to care for each other. We had our 
um, family service this past Sunday. We got to witness a baptism and participate in the Lord's Supper. And I'm still kind of riding the high a little bit of, of that Sunday. And um, the good news is, is that there's another one coming. Um, I feel like that was a, a thing that um, I heard some pastors say when I was a kid. He's like, Sunday's always coming. And that's probably like him like getting ready. He's always working, yeah. right? But But in a very positive way. Uh, Sunday is always coming, and and that's uh, I, I I long for that. I can't wait to to get together again. So, um, Andy and Holly, thank you all for taking time to thank share you. and um, and uh, letting us know a little bit more of you and uh, allowing the church to 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 connect with you a little bit more. So that's sweet. And Cynthia, thank you for standing in. For, I loved it. Thank you for asking me <laughs> for Brent today. Uh, I'm sure he's exhausted right now trying to keep up with a bunch of uh eighth graders or whatever group he's assigned with so um it'll be uh we'll we'll look forward to hearing from him next week but uh anyway church we love you uh we thank you for uh taking time to listen to this we do hope it's an encouragement to you um god is good and he is with us um he cares for us and um and as a church as an extension of of um, of his ministry, we care for one another. And so if you have a need, if there's a way we can pray for you, if there's a way that we can serve you, please let us know. That would be our greatest joy uh, to be able to do that. So we love y'all and we'll see you Sunday.